Uh, Dr. Rob, what are you doing with that coffee mug today? Well, Aaron, I have to tell you, I am so mad. This is my favorite coffee mug. And as you can see, the handle broke off my favorite coffee mug. And the way uh, this story goes is at the end of my surgeries, I like to go at the end of the day and get a cup of espresso. And I went into the break room, grabbed my favorite coffee mug, set it on the machine, and inadvertently dropped it. So it fell from about four feet above the ground, and as it fell, it bounced once. It bounced twice. And I thought, in my mind, as time slowed down, I thought, maybe it's not, and it bounced a third time and broke. That is devastating. Now, the interesting thing that I want to bring to everyone's attention is that the first drop was from four feet, and it didn't break. The second drop was only from a couple of inches, and it didn't break. And the third drop was only from an inch, and it broke. And it broke like this. And this is called a brittle fracture. It's a, it's a brittle fracture, broke into very sharp edges, okay? Now, why is this a concern for dentistry? Why am I bringing this to people's attention? And here's why. I've been asked this question a lot of times on my channel recently. Do you like zirconia implants? And I'm here to tell you, zirconia is strong, but it is brittle, just like this coffee mug. It, this is a ceramic, and you can, look at, you can look at zirconia oxide as a ceramic, and it is strong, but not tough. So let me give you an example. People go, well, this is a, this is a strong material. Why don't you use it for your implants? Well, have you seen any shock absorbers on your car? The springs on your car are made out of zirconia. Because this zirconia is stronger than steel, right? It's stronger than steel, but it's not tough. Now, what's the definition of tough? Because tough is a, is a word in engineering that we reserve for a particular meaning. And what it means is the area under the stress strain curve that could be complicated for people. So just remember this. If it's tough, it can take a beating. Okay, so the springs in your car are made out of steel because steel is tough. So you go over the bumps and the, the, the steel it coils on your springs are going up and down, up and down, up and down for years and years and years. And you never think that those springs might just one day shatter like my coffee mug. But zirconia made into a coil on your car wouldn't make it out of the parking lot without fracturing, even though it's stronger. So when we go to the implant world, we say, okay, now we understand the difference between strength and toughness. When we go to the implant world and you say, I'm going to replace a medical grade, 20, grade 23 titanium alloy, which is strong and tough, with a strong zirconia, there has to be a reason. And the fact that it's strong without toughness is already a, is a minus sign. Okay, you've got, a, you've got a negative parameter that you're engaging now. So you're increasing the risk of the overall system by doing that. So then people will say, well, don't you like the color? Well, sure. White, white is a little bit easier in the gingiva to hide than the gray. But if you follow the implants made simple method, you'll never have gray showing through anyways. And if you follow the method, you'll never have crustal bone loss. And so people say, well, what are you, aren't you worried about crustal bone loss? I am never worried about crustal bone loss. I'm not. It's not a clinically relevant issue in my practice. When people are installing these, is there a reason why other than the aesthetics? The main thing is, uh, the main thing that you hear people talk about is the color for the risk of 
recession, gingival recession around it so that white is going to look a little more attractive in the mouth than gray. Albeit for the last 100 years, we've been putting gray, silver amalgam fillings in everybody's teeth, and that seemed to be okay. But if the gingiva shows, then that's not okay. So, I mean, there's some things that we maybe are adding as um, desires as dentists to be perfectionists that maybe patients wouldn't. But the other thing is people talk about the biocompatibility. So they say the zirconia is not a metal and titanium is a metal. So what about what about the biocompatibility? So to be very clear, uh, zirconia is a metal, okay? And it is one square away on the periodic table from titanium. It's one square away from titanium. Titanium is a metal and zirconia is a metal. When you take zirconia and you and you add yttria and oxygen to it, you create a crystalline structure, a ceramic. When you take when you take titanium and you add vandium rather and aluminum, you get medical grade titanium. Okay, so we're adding things to these things to take them out of their natural state of just metals and we're creating we're creating ceramics and we're creating alloys. Okay? So the thing about it is medical grade titanium has been used in all of our orthopedic colleagues' surgeries forever. So all of the hips, the knees, the joints, they're all being done with titanium. And it has an enormous track record. And so for me, it's not reasonable at this point in time to jump over onto a bandwagon to solve number one, recession, which I don't have. It doesn't help me with that for the color reason. The biocompatibility thing needs to be played out. It doesn't have enough evidence to say that what we've been doing in all of our joints and our body for years and years and years is a problem because you would think you would hear more about it if it was a problem. You also mentioned that with the implants made simple method, a implantologist would not have to worry about gray showing through. That's correct. Why is that? The first guiding principle of implants made simple is that the implant has to go in the right location. And if you've been following me for a while, you know how much I harp on this. If you take an implant, regardless of its color, if it was lime green, and you have two millimeters of bone all the way around it, and one millimeter of attached gingiva outside of that, so that you have two millimeters of bone and one millimeter of attached gingiva, you have three millimeters of tissue, there's no show through. There just, there is no show through. You'll never have it. You'll have show through is when you don't place the implant in the right location and you have a fenestration through the labial wall of the, say, tooth number 10, and you can actually palpate the threads through the soft tissue, you'll have show through. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you're going to have show through if the implant's not in the right location. But if you did it in the right location, you're going to be just fine. So location, 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 most important thing in real estate, and it's the most important thing in dental implants. It sounds like it, but there's one most important question, and when when you get in a new coffee cup? Well, I'm looking for one, but this is this is a commercial grade Illy coffee cup, um, and it's really thick, and I love the thick one. And they don't sell this on the open market, as far as I can tell. So I have to find a restaurant restaurant vendor to replace my favorite coffee mug. In the meantime, you're just going to go next door to Chameleon and have them grind down that. I am absolutely going to go and polish this down and turn (laughs) it into a handheld one because I love just the feel and the weight of this coffee mug. And uh, as everyone knows, I'm a big, big espresso fan. 
and um, I wouldn't want to go too long without it. Well, hopefully we uh, won't be keeping people too long without another episode of... Implants Made Simple. I'm Dr. Robert Stanley, Smile Engineer, out.